most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for week number eight. In the NFL, I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and I'll be joined by one of the top rankers in the game, Sean Kerner, to discuss the Thursday night slate. We'll dive into the week eight main slate and uh, build some lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings. What's going on, Sean? What's up? Uh, had, a, had a good week last week, uh, nine and one in props. Unfortunately, I think I didn't do so hot in Fancy Pros, so I will no longer be in the top five with you. I think you're still in the top spot. And you crushed it in uh, sports betting, so uh, congrats again. Yeah, I mean, I, we'll see about fantasy pros because I, I no, I they're get to... up right now. The results are up. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you're still in first. Oh, I nice. think everybody kind of had a rough week. Yeah, uh, I, but I, me I, especially. So I had a, I had a couple of rough things. Um, the first was uh, because Hopkins was coming back, I, Kyler Murray became my QB two, so that was that was oh. not ideal. And then uh, I didn't get to update Gus Edwards uh, in yep. time. Um, but yeah, it's good to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a good week in sports betting 11 and 11 and two. Um, and most importantly, one and oh on the, uh, the New York giants. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You got me there. <laughs> no, no. You got me early in the year Ooh, though. Man, with, the uh, was it Green Minus. Bay. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 yeah so so one and one on the earth. Yeah. <laughs> probably not ideal to bet against each other. Um, <laughs> no. like long-term, like it's probably just 50, 50. No, but, uh, anytime <laughs> we have the same prop. Yeah. Um, I think it's gone undefeated this year, if I'm not mistaken. There we go. So we need to do that more often. Follow us in the action app, the underscore odds maker, and at Chris Raybon. And uh, you can tell all, our, all of our props. Uh, we'll also talk some luck rate rankings later in the show as well. Um, those are still crushing it. Uh, and we got a contest winner. So uh, it's Yanks rule 211. Uh, I'm guessing you're probably upset that the Yanks did not rule, but uh, <laughs> if you can take any solace, it's that you got a free year. Of Action Pro, so thank you for the review, Yanks Rule 211. Uh, be sure to hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your free year of Action Pro. That's podcast at actionnetwork.com. And for everyone listening, if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple, and uh, you'll be entered to win. We'll pick a winner every week. Let's jump into the Thursday Night Football slate. Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Uh it's been ugly for Tampa Bay. So uh, are, are you going with a buck in your captain spot or uh, a Raven? Yeah, it's been ugly, but I'm going with a buck. I'm going with Chris Godwin. Um, you know, he is fully healthy right now. He's run over 90% route rate um, each of the past two games. He's seen a target rate of 22% or more in every single game this year. And yeah, due to these offensive line, you know, issues that Brady's dealing with, um, you know, he's getting the ball out quickly. So he's going to lean on Godwin even more. Um, plus, it looks like Russell Gage is banged up. You know, we don't know if Cam Brate's going to return. So um, I just think there's going to be a ton of targets going Godwin's way here. Plus, he hasn't scored a touchdown this season, I believe. So he's also due for some positive regression. So he's uh, my ideal captain play for this slate. Yeah, Godwin, uh, you know, he's been, he's been that guy that Tom Brady's had to look for. You know, Mike Evans has been not quite as... 
consistent as years past. You know, it, it's been, I mean, obviously he had to drop touchdown. It would have changed yeah. everything, but Godwin's <laughs> pretty much a lock for like, you know, 10 to 15 targets, just the way they're yeah. playing. Brady just wants to get that ball out quick. He's not trying to take any hits at, at the ripe old age of 45. So yeah, uh, don't mind Godwin at all. I'm, I'm just going to go with Lamar Jackson here because mm-hmm. it, usually you would think this is a slate where you have to save some cash because there's all these bucks players, but at this point, I don't really feel the need to like, you know, put in a bunch of bucks and uh, like Mark Andrews is banged up. So, you know, he's another guy. Like, I, I just think Lamar is going to do a lot of, of his damage on the ground and he'll probably hit his, you know, probably spread it around to Bateman, Duvernay and, and Andrews, you know, and, and, and they still got Gus. So I think Gus is a, a possibility, but this Tampa Bay run defense in their front is still uh, one of the better ones in the league. So I think it's more of a Lamar has to, is going to have to create some of his own, rushing lanes in this one so uh just give me lamar uh, all right who you like for dart throw do you like darts Ted? Oh, okay i'm more of a you know a cornhole man myself uh so on the buck side uh, i gotta go with rashad white here he's been eating in the fournette's role quite a bit lately um and there it's not a question that he could just leapfrog Fournette altogether especially with the buck struggling um you know white ended up being the leading rusher last week um so I think White has a high enough floor now um, to use him on a, a showdown site like this, but he has an untapped, you know, sneaky high ceiling here as well. If if he were to end up being the lead back all of a sudden, um, but yeah, especially in the routes run rate department, um, you know, he was very close to Fournette last week. Uh, Fournette dipped down to forty seven percent. White was up to thirty eight percent. So I think that's one of the paths for him um, to hitting value here is just you know being used in the the passing game and dump offs from Brady. So I, I like White. Here and then on the Ravens side, I promised I will never go with Isaiah Likely until he actually breaks out. Um, clearly, he's due for a breakout game at some point. But with Mark Andrews banged up, I think this could be a spot to take a flyer on Josh Oliver. Um, you know, he's actually been operating as the number two um, tight end for the Ravens lately. Um, you know, would expect him to run around maybe 30% of the time. Um, and he made an amazing catch, you know, a couple weeks ago. So this is a spot where might take a flyer on Oliver. Plus, you know, Andrews was clearly playing at less than hundred um, percent, you know, a rare dud for Mark Andrews. So with the short week, maybe Andrews is going to be limited again this week. So a guy like Oliver may have to step up here. So I think he's sneaky as a dart throw on the, the Raven side. Yeah. He's been getting more and more playing time and he's playing well. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I think they, and then they like it. He's kind of a good all around player can block yeah. like him for special teams. So yeah, I think he'll, he'll kind of continue to, to play a role. Uh, for me, I am going with on the Bucks side. I'll go with Kate Otten. I, I don't think Cam Brate is going to mm-hmm. suit up uh, on the short week, but even if he does, um, you know, there's been the, the Tampa Bay beat writers have been saying that Otten's going to cut into Cam Brate's role. Um, so I, I think they're going to kind of be 50 50 even when Brate comes back, but I don't think he'll come back on the short week. And Baltimore's 24th in DVOA against tight ends. So, uh, you know, with Tom Brady trying to get the ball out quick. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be uh, the tight end is going to continue to be involved. So uh, like Otten this week and on the Raven side, uh, you know, James Prochet, my dude, I got boy. Yeah, I got to go with him. He <laughs> uh, he actually took over the number three role from Demarcus Robinson last week. It didn't really amount to much, but uh, Harbaugh has kind of said, you know, we're going to use uh, Prochet more. He's going to have to step up as the season progresses and, uh, Tywin Wallace was a healthy scratch. Now I know De- Deshaun Jackson could come mm-hmm. in here, but it's totally different kind of uh, receiver. So I, I think, you know, Prochet probably still is that number three guy 
uh, for Lamar. And he could, you know, he's a guy who can, he can play inside outside. So he could get a couple of easy receptions. Um, so yeah, just going with him, he's going to be kind of off everyone's radar. I don't mm-hmm. know if people realize that he leapfrogged Demarcus uh, last week. Yeah, it's a good call. And uh, would you say if, if Deshaun Jackson is active, he's worth a flyer, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because he, one play is all you need. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's the perfect showdown slate play at that point but he's got to be active but that's definitely something to look out for yeah he's still on the practice squad so he would have to be elevated mm-hmm. uh uh or i mean he could obviously be signed to the active roster but i, I would think they would use the three elevations uh so check that information usually come for a thursday uh thursday game they usually do the elevations on thursday i think right yeah like, yeah so that's something to monitor uh and we do got a fullback on this slate long pass to the fullback got a nice block from the fullback how many tackles can one man break We're doing our best to, to keep the fullback position alive and thriving. Make fullback straight again. You got, you got a couple. Yeah, well, we, Patrick Ricard is the, the main one. Uh, yes. And I guess it was Coquith for the Bucks. Yeah, he's questionable, though. He's, he's yeah. off the radar. He's kind of a tight I mean, he's it's still listed tight end, but Ricard yeah. is uh, a legit fullback. Uh, he is running a route on about 36% of the dropbacks. So, you know, there's always a chance. It's been over like a, 45% the past two games. Yeah, yeah, you're right, 47, 48. So he's, there's always a chance he gets like one of those little play-action touchdowns. He's also, with Andrews a little banged up, he could get a couple snaps at tight end as well. Um, mm-hmm. And he has uh, about a couple, three carries on the year. So there's enough here. There's enough here <laughs> on a, if you're in a, a large field tournament you know maybe he's the last your your last guy on the roster yeah uh, and you're just kind of praying all right let's uh let's pivot to the main slate and let's start with some stacks uh who do you like for a stack so i like uh sam ellinger and alec pierce i think that's a sneaky stack obviously ellinger is way too cheap um and we we talked about it but he has massive rushing upside um and i think you know everybody's going to want to stack him with michael pittman and you know that's fair and yeah that's probably the way to go i think paris campbell could be popular he's been on fire so i think pierce might be overlooked here um and you know he finally saw um over 90 percent of routes run last week um he hadn't cleared 75 percent all year but now he's up to a 96 percent routes run per dropback rate um you know he's he's a deep threat he's a big play kind of guy so um i think that is a very sneaky stack uh with ellinger this week um and then Daniel Jones and Wandale Robinson. Um, obviously, Jones' rushing upside is massive. He ran for over 100 yards last week. But he finally has a target that he can rely on in Wandale Robinson. Um, and Robinson's fully healthy, so he had over a 70% routes from last week. Cash in with uh, six catches last week. Um, plus, Daniel Bellinger is going to be out this week. So that, that could be even more targets for Robinson. So I think that's also a sneaky stack. Yeah, I like it. You know, Wandale's only trending up, and he's, he really seems like the only dude that, that Daniel Jones <laughs> wants to throw to with how everything's yep. been going. But uh, I am going to go with – let's go with uh, Tua and uh, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. you know, this week uh, against Detroit. Uh, that Detroit defense is still bad. Um, you know, I think Tua, he's he's still playing. You know, he kind of was – it was a weird game against Pittsburgh. He started off really hot and then kind of went – I don't know. The play calling is just weird. It just, but um, you know, now he's had a week back, I think against this defense, I think he's going to be able to do some things. They play a lot of man coverage. Uh, so there's going to be some one-on-one opportunities down the field for Waddle and for Tyreek Hill. So 
Uh, I think both of those guys, you know, that gives Tua just a massive ceiling. And there's not a ton of options at quarterback uh, yeah. this week anyway. So uh, I think Tua kind of in that mid-range with Hill and Waddle uh, could, could be very, uh, very lucrative this week. All right, who you write for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Yeah, so I love your Tua Waddle Hill stack. Uh, but I think Trent Sherfield would be a sneaky dart throw at 3K. I mean, he's men price. Even though he is the clear number three wide receiver in this offense, he's averaging 70% routes run um, the past five games. You know, Cedric Wilson's making all the money, but Sherfield has leapfrogged him. So he is, you know, locked and loaded as the number three receiver, um, which, you know, it's a very, uh, you know, top heavy offense. Obviously, the offense runs through Tyreek and Waddle, but, you know, Sherfield can pop off for three or four catches every couple of games like he has. And this is an easy matchup this week, like you said, against the Lions. So I think he's he's a good leverage play um, against all the uh, Waddle and Tyreek shares out there. So I like Sherfield as a dart throw. And the other one I like right now is Noah Fant at 2,800. Um, looks like DK Metcalf is going to miss this week. So, you know, people are going to load up on Tyler Lockett, possibly Marquise Goodwin after he had like a career game last week. But I think Fant could be sneaky. Um, you know, he's... Steadily running right right around a 60% routes run rate. Um, but he's seen a 26% target rate over the past three games. So he could end up being Gino's number two target this week. So I think Fant is super sneaky at tight end this week. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh Noah Fant, you know, he is he's kind of, I mean, we expected him to kind of be more of the the number one tight end, but he hadn't like start to start the year. This we had been really cutting into mm-hmm. his routes, but uh yeah, now they're gonna I think they're gonna have to just play with more two tight end. Uh, looks in general with uh, with Metcalf out for a while. Uh, for me, I, I got a bunch of them. Um, we'll start with uh, Noah Brown. Uh, you know, he's I mentioned him in the other pod, but he's taken over that number two role for the Cowboys over Michael Gallup. Uh, Noah Brown's routes have been trending up uh, into the you know high 80s, while Gallup's are in the low 80s, high 70s. And at this point, I have Brown ranked well ahead of. Gallup. So this week, I, I think, uh, you know, Noah Brown is going to be a guy who um, kind of goes under the radar, but he's Dak Prescott. He's playing like most of the snaps with Dak Prescott, a guy we knew, know has a ton of upside. Uh, another guy is Khalif Raymond on the Lions. You know, he's going to have to play more either way with uh, DJ Chark on IR. So he's probably going to be that number three receiver, but it seems like Amon Ross St. Brown gets knocked out of the game every game now. Yeah. So there's always some upside there, but uh, I think Khalif Raymond's kind of an under-the-radar uh, guy who's going to get a ton of routes. Uh, Tyquan Thornton, you know, he didn't really do much in that Monday night game, so I think people will probably be off him, but what they might not realize is that he ran a route on 94% of the dropbacks, so that that's easily a season high, and it's only his third game. Now, I know uh, Kendrick Borden was out, but Nelson Aguilar was still, um, you know, still, still in there, and Bourne has been kind of seeing his role – decreased anyway so uh i think thornton's uh, role is kind of here to stay it's only been growing every week from 64 percent uh, of the routes to 72 percent up to 94 percent last week so uh he could easily kind of pop for another big game uh in this one against the jets uh braxton berrios on the other side of that matchup uh with it looks like Corey davis is going to be out this week mm-hmm. um so yeah. you know berrios is going to be that slot guy they love to give him rushing attempts as well and, uh, you know, the, the Patriots always try to take out your number one guy. So Garrett Wilson could see some some trouble. So uh, when Zach Wilson does have to throw, I think Berrios is a guy 
they 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 can scheme for him too. So it's not always like he needs straight up, you know, targets uh to hit. But uh Terrace Marshall, another guy, he's taking over that Robbie Anderson role. So last year he played in the slot and he had a horrible year. Uh, but this year he's playing almost exclusively on the outside. He ran around on 96% of the dropbacks. And, uh, you know, remember, this Atlanta team doesn't have Casey Hayward or A.J. Terrell now on the outside. So Marshall almost had another 38-yard catch that was called back last week early in the game. So uh, I think he's playing a lot better as an outside receiver. And he could be, you know, you could still have that second-year kind of uh, breakout from him. So uh, I like buying low on him while he's still kind of under the radar uh, for the the Panthers. And then Chris Moore for the Texans looks like Nico Collins is going to miss Moore had 63 yards a couple weeks ago. And then he had uh, his first touchdown of the year last week. So I think he's trending up uh, Deontay Foreman at running back Chuba Hubbard's banged up. So we'll see if, uh, if Chuba goes, but Foreman put up a hundred yard game, even with Chuba playing most of the game and at quarterback, you mentioned him, Sam Ellinger, uh, love him. And Ben yep. price, uh, expect him to run, you know, six to 10 times in this game, if not more, uh, his scramble rate is usually he's usually scrambled on about 10% of his dropbacks. So uh, I think he's going to scramble when he does drop back. And I think they're going to design some runs for him as well to kind of get that run game going uh, against this Washington team. That's been top five and run defense DVOA. So even though they have all the running backs healthy, they may still need to kind of scheme up some, some plays for the quarterback to, to get that run game going uh, and with the way the offensive line is playing. So love him as well. Yeah. I love that. Terrence Marshall. Cole, um, there, there's probably not enough yards to go around um, to, to have anybody other than DJ Moore um, as a playable option in season-long fantasy, but certainly in DFS, Marshall's a great call. And he's a bigger-bodied receiver. You know, if P.J. Walker throws a touchdown, you know, Marshall's the kind of guy that can, can be like his main red zone threat. So, yeah, Marshall is clearly going to be a full-time player the rest of the season. They want to see what they have in their second-round pick from last year. So love that call for DFS. Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit, terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details. All right, let's uh let's jump to DraftKings. Let's build a lineup yep. and then we'll do FanDuel. Uh do tournament lineups here. So we'll try to get some uh differentiation, but uh let you yep. start off. Where are you going? Oh, okay. So let's see. Which quarterback do we want to which which site do we want to use? 
Ellinger. He's 4K on uh, DraftKings. Yeah, let's and... see. And yeah, he's min price there. I think he's more valuable on DK. Yeah, for because he's 6K on FanDuel. Yeah, so he's he's less percentage of the cap on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. Yeah, let, let's go with Ellinger on DK. All right. Um, I got to go with my guy Kenneth Walker the third, 6,500. <laughs> um, actually, wait, let me see. What is his price on FanDuel? Hold on. Oh, yeah, he's 84 on FanDuel. Yeah, so even though he's a little bit more of like a, you know, he's probably more like less likely to do a ton in the receiving game, he's 19. 19- yeah hundred dollars cheaper on DraftKings, so yeah i gotta go him he's my rb2 for the week nice uh we have plenty of money to spend let's let's do the defense now so we have a better idea it's just because we have such a cheap qb um i'm looking at the niners against the rams <laughs> uh they're 3.1k you typically wouldn't take a defense facing the rams but right now it's not crazy right it's not i mean they also also always do very well against the rams all right we'll do it yeah, let's do it. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to correlate with that necessarily, but uh, I do think it is a nice contrarian play. I mean, McCaffrey is 8,700. Um, <laughs> let's see. I will go with... Yeah, it is going to be hard to spend all the salary, huh? I'll go... <laughs> yeah, especially if I go with uh, Pierce as Ellinger's stacking partner. So spend away. Uh, okay, let's go Derek Henry. He's my number one nice. back this week, we and uh, he has been a little bit more involved in the passing game. He's got five, three, two, and three receptions over the last four games. So uh, he's sixteen hundred cheaper on DraftKings and on FanDuel. So uh, you know I, I like him here because he's getting those catches now too. So got oh, number he, my got my number one and my number two running back for this week. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. Henry's gonna have a monster game this week against the Texans. I mean, they just could not tackle. Josh Jacobs. Um, all right. Yeah. So let's go with Alec Pierce here again. I think that's the contrarian way to stack Ellinger uh, just has that big play upside. I think he's going to be very lowly rostered here. So let's, let's go with him and we absolutely need to start spending some cash or maybe I, I need to start spending some <laughs> cash. You're, you're getting all the, the top guys, but we have 5,400 per player remaining. All right, let's go to the uh, Zach Ertz bounce back. He's the third most expensive tight end. He's nice. facing a Viking defense that ranks dead last in DVOA against the position. So last week, uh, I, I know it might look like, okay, Hopkins came back <laughs> and Ertz was quiet. But remember, that Saints defense just erases tight ends. Like they just, it, it all year, it doesn't matter who they play, their numbers against tight ends are just ridiculous. So um, I think that was more of a function of that. He still ran around 91% of the time. Uh, so yep. I'm expecting a bounce back in his spot. Love it. And yeah, Trey McBride saw a huge spike in usage. He ran about uh, 41% of the time. Didn't see a single target, but that didn't cut into Ertz's playing time as at all. Um, and if anything, that's going to lead to more targets for Ertz if they keep if they keep that sort of usage up. Well, what so happened like, was, so they, they played more two tight end sets and AJ Green put yeah. no, no snaps. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. that's yeah. more targets for Ertz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's like AJ Green was the guy that they were like, you're gone. Yep. Bye. Love it. Um, let's see. So wide receiver. Okay. Um, DJ Moore. Boom. Like it. 5,300. What a joke. All right. So we got an average, an average of 6,500 for a wide receiver and a flex. Uh, I'll, I'll do the wide receiver. Let's see. Go with some Jalen Waddle here. Uh, 6,700, uh, 88 yards last game and into his first game back. And, uh, I like the matchup here against Detroit. Um, so I think he's going to have some man-to-man opportunities down the field. So yeah, let's go Waddle at 6,700. 
And that leaves you 6,300 for a flex. Love it. Uh, Damian Pierce is 6,300. You have both running backs in that game. I mean, um, if there were ever a game, I mean, Damian Pierce is sort of Derrick Henry like in terms of his usage. Um, Raheem Mostert, I mean, Raheem Mostert, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, Let's just go with Pierce. Okay, we have three running backs that are probably better for FanDuel, um, but I like it. Yeah, the price. I mean, Pierce still caught four balls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even with like a limited amount of routes. All right, so we have Sam Ellinger at quarterback at four K. Our running backs: Derrick Henry at eighty four hundred, Kenneth Walker the third at sixty five hundred, and Damian Pierce at sixty three hundred in the flex. At wide receiver, we have Alec Pierce stacked with Ellinger at forty six hundred against Washington. DJ Moore at fifty three hundred against the Casey Haywardless, AJ Terrellless, Atlanta Falcons, and then Jamal Waddle at 6,700 uh, against the Detroit Lions defense, Zach Ertz at tight end, 5,100, and the Niners D at, uh, at 3,100 against a team they always do well against in the Los Angeles Rams. All right. Let's jump over to FanDuel now. Let's go to Raheem Roster on FanDuel. Oh, no. I was going to go with them too. All right, perfect. Yeah. I like him. He's in – He's really been dominating that backfield yeah. in Miami. And this this run defense is we know it's still bad. That, that Tony Pollard over hit with ease last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh yeah, this is good leverage. Like a lot of people are gonna go with the passing attack here, but uh this game could get out of hand and could be a huge Mo- Mozart game. Plus he's a good fan duel play. Yeah. So yeah, the lines are 29th and they're 31st against the pass and DVR 29th against the run. Yeah. So <laughs> it's really a take your pick. So we, we went Waddle on DraftKings. So yeah, we'll go Moster here. At they're in everything funnel defense. <laughs> right. 6,800 for Moster. What do you got? Um, uh, I'm going to go with Adam Thielen. Um, I, I just think he's way overlooked right now. And again, you know, still due for some positive touchdown regression. Uh, 6,200 on Fandle. Love yeah, it. That's a steal. All right, let me get a defense out of the way just so we know no. what we're working with. Let's go with the Indianapolis Colts against uh yep. against Heineke at home, a home favorite. You know, maybe they'll get a spark from Ellinger and the, the defense will step up. Yep. Maybe they'll actually get some guys healthy. Uh but exactly. Yeah, let's go Colts here. Love it. Uh so that gives us how much per player? We got seventy one hundred per player. Oh. We're over. We're over that. Okay. Um, let's go with either Camara, Camara's too cheap. Does he score? Is he going to score a touchdown though? That that's a fair <laughs> question. Um, he will at some point, right? Maybe that's why he's so cheap. Yeah, uh, people are just assuming that Taysom Hill's going to steal all of them. Um, it's going to be Jameis under center, right? This week. Uh they have they have failed to name. They've declined to name one. I think that would mean that they probably go Jameis after Andy Dalton yeah. threw all of the interceptions. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I was looking at Kamara or Algier is pretty cheap, and he's a FanDuel type of play. Um, so you pick out of those two. Ah, you got to pick, man. It's uh... <laughs> all right. Let's go with Kamara. Let's let's bank on some. Do it. Touchdown regression. Uh, he's due. All right. So we still got seven K on average. Let's go with Kyler here. You know he's got he's got DeAndre help, healthy. He's got the, the long uh, break. He was screaming at Cliff last time, so he's gonna have to. <laughs> Call of Duty comes out this yeah. week, so. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I mean, I think Kyra's due for a, like a big, like we saw it with DeAndre back, like it just makes that offense so much more functional. And like, 
you know, the, the Cardinals got kind of lucky to get all those picks, you know, those turnovers and they didn't, their offense didn't have to do as much. Uh, yeah. but th- you know, this week against the Vikings, you know, Vikings coming off a bye, both teams have a lot of time to prepare. I think you'll get some, some good offense from both, both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we have Thielen going yeah. the other way. So let's go with, uh, Nuke, let's go with Hopkins. Do it. I, I love Rondell Moore, but he is more of a DK play. So yeah. let's go with Hopkins here. All right, so we got 6,400 for a wide receiver, tight end, and flex. Goddard seems cheap. Actually, I'm gonna go to I'll go to wide receiver. Let's go with uh, let's go with Brandon Cooks here, 6,100. Oh, the Titans. Uh, he's he's nice. that's way too cheap, and now they got Nico out, so I think yeah. Cooks might yeah. probably bounce back here. Um, thirty uh, third most points allowed, uh, Fanduel points per game allowed to wide receivers. Is a Tennessee Titans defense, so uh, yeah, let's do yeah. that. And we got sixty-five fifty. He's a trade candidate, right? Who? Brandon Cooks. I w- I think so. So yeah, obviously that'll be obvious not, if he gets yeah. traded, not to play him. But yeah, I do like that. He he was sticking out um, as well. Um, like I was saying, Dallas Goddard's too cheap, right? Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh ranks third in DVOA against tight ends, <laughs> but I'm looking at their schedule, and I mean, they faced. Quentin Morris, week five. I am not seeing anything too scary to scare me off of Dallas Goddard. So let's go with him at 5,900. Yeah, I don't mind Goddard. I mean, there's it's just a tough week at tight end. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was so going to say, it's pretty thin. No the, Kelsey or Andrews. Yeah, So the, and the Eagles are expected to score one of the, I think, the most points. Uh, so yep. to just get that touchdown, always works on FanDuel. All right, we got 7,200 for flex. Whew. Let's see. So my top options are Amon Ra, Michael Pittman, Zeke, Damian Harris. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is tough. Uh, is Amon Ra going to play? Like, is he? Well, I don't, don't want to. I thought it was, like, encouraging. Um, he didn't actually have a concussion. It was just that, like, he got. Oh, they were yeah. just being extra careful with the new. Like yeah. protocol, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. It it's saying he's likely to suit up week eight, so that's probably what happened. Isn't that what happened with Teddy though? Um, I guess he could have played. Just McDaniel wanted to go with Skyler because he was practicing. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you're right. He he didn't. It says he didn't actually suffer a concussion. Um, actually, I'm gonna go with. Do we need to spend down or spend up? Yeah, um, well, somewhere like go back. Maybe some... defense or something. Um, oh, see. oh, like what player would you like? Like who's sticking out right now, and what price are they? Um, like in like CD Lamb at seventy five hundred or Miles Sanders at seventy four, Damian Pierce seventy three. Like that would be mm. we need one. We need like a couple hundred more. Um, because I don't want to go Olave because we have uh, Kamara. Then yeah, just swap out the the defense. Who cares about the defense? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What do we want to do at defense, though? We'd have to go super low, though. Let's see. Uh, oh, we could go commander's defense. <laughs> we don't have a Colt in here, right? No. Yeah, so we could just not in this line. Kind of hedge our bets here at the commander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the Ellinger uh, debut doesn't go as planned. Right. Uh, okay, so that yeah, that gives yeah. us seventy six hundred. So now I can go lock it, Jamal Williams. There we go. CD. Yeah, let's go. CD Lamb at seventy five hundred here against the Chicago Bears. So we got, yeah, okay, I like this. So Kyler. Yeah, much better. Kyler at 8,200 against the Vikings. Our running backs are 
Alvin Kamara at 7,800 against the Raiders and Raheem Mostert at 6,800 against the Lions. Then our receivers, we got DeAndre Hopkins at 7,900 stacked with Kyler. We have CeeDee Lamb in the flex at 7,500, Adam Thielen at 6,200, and Brandon Cooks at 6,100. Our tight end is Dallas Goddard at 5,900. And then we got the Commander's defense at 3,400. So we're leaving 200 on the table. Yeah, like it. And Commanders might be getting Chase Young back this week, right? I, I think no, he said maybe not this week, but yeah, soon. Said, okay. he might be activated, but they're not going to actually. Yeah, we're going to focus on his conditioning. Makes... So I'd be surprised, but yep, I'm um, still a good defensive front. You know mm-hmm. that Coto line. You never know. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for our fantasy preview episode here on the Fantasy Flex. For more great fantasy content from Sean and I, check out our full. Uh, player projections episode out right now over on the action network podcast channel every friday this season sean and i will have a special night shift episode where we'll preview the sunday and monday night football dfs slates try to keep hitting on those dart throws uh action network.com for all of our fantasy football rankings content uh and our nfl betting content as well fantasylabs.com for our dfs tools and models you can find sean on twitter at the underscore odds maker and me at chris raybon you can find us at those same handles on the free, award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.